Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I'm, I'm down a mixer. <laughs> yeah. You know, you folks listening to this show, you don't realize it's cost money to put this show together. Sometimes it's uh, a little bit. Yeah. Not much. Not much. <laughs> so we're trying a different setup today. You can hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you great. You can? Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, it says it's recording, so uh, we'll see how this goes. Okay. Now, when I uh, messaged you this week, I gave you two topics we could cover. Right. Which one did you want to go with? Uh, I was going to go with the, um, here, I even have it on my little thing here, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so because I'm driving and because you're not, are you able to pull up the uh, the list of inductees for 2020 on that link that I sent yep. you? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, there's six of them. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So they just so they just released the inductees, like who's going to get in this year. It actually hasn't right. happened yet, but there'll be a big, you know, the big the big show and it'll be televised on some sort of pay-per-view or some sort of thing like that. And uh, who are they inducting this year, Todd? Well, <clears throat> the blast from the past, Depeche uh, Mode. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Doobie Brothers, finally. Yeah, now they've been uh, eligible for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, Wade and Houston. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's that's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Uh, oh shit! I thought it was the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> Rock Rock Hall Twenty Twenty. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know Whitney Houston was. Uh, anyways, uh, Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Uh, the Notorious B.I.G. Yep. And T Rex. Yes. So. So. Let's let's go through this list one at a time, and okay. I just want to get your opinion, and we can kind of toss it back and forth, and then we can okay. go over the people who weren't, who didn't get in, who were on the list but didn't make the final cut. Okay. Okay. So top top okay. one was. Okay, the top one was Depeche was Depeche Mode. So it, it says here it was uh, known for their dark industrial love song from the modern era. Depeche Mode earned a massive following by pushing sonic and lyrical boundaries with new synthesizer technology and captivating live performances. Yes. Now, now when you think of Depeche Mode, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, a singer that a lot of people wanted to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty much every band in history. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. But I, I just so, remember, like... My, my history with Depeche Mode, I just remember all the girls loved them. So that yeah. was like a girl, like a girl band, for lack of a better word. That's what I remember them as. And I didn't like them because they were a girl band. That was my, you know, like when you're you're dumb and young and stupid, you know, you're, you're not going to like something wimpy, I guess. Right, but it, in retrospect, I actually like a fair amount of their songs. Mm-hmm. 
but I would never tell anybody publicly because I didn't want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> well, now, like you said, it's it's a it's like a, not a girl band, but it, it's the it's the one that attracts the girls, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Same like Bon Jovi and yeah. And, uh, want to get into the heavier stuff, Modern Boo and, and Poison and all the you know they they have more hair and makeup than than the girls themselves, but yeah, uh, Depeche Mode. Uh, actually, if you look at the pictures from the '80s, yeah, they got like the, uh, the, the the leather choker with the chains and the, the flock of seagull haircut, and you know, <laughs> yeah, <pictures. laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had the hair. They so, were known for the hair. Yeah, well, they everyone had their own yeah version of of hair back then. They all kind of wanted to kind of make their own statement. Yep. Like uh, Bidley Idol had his hair cut, uh, Bon oh, Jovi yeah. had his hair cut, and then you had White Snake, and everyone everyone had the the whole full of uh, permed hair. Oh wait, can we pause? Kind of can we pause for a moment? Sure. I'm going to take a sip of my McDonald's coffee. No, we're not sponsored by McDonald's coffee, but if McDonald's, if you're <laughs> listening, mmm, good. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> okay, so that's Depeche Mode. Yes. So did did you actually did you like them at all? Is there anything like any impact on you whatsoever? Um, you know what i I've listened to some of their stuff. Um, like I'd have to kind of put some stuff on to really. Yeah, they had a glaring lack of guitar. Yeah, well, like I said, it was uh, there was a lot of synthesizer in it, and a lot of bands that had synthesizer, any other instrument in the band was kind of not drowned out, but wasn't as prominent. Yeah, everything else just kind of you know went back into the mix. Uh, not that it's a bad thing, um, but just like that BPM music and stuff. I mean, it all has its place. Now, I, I will admit though that they're very uh, they were influential. I I can't deny that. And you know the rock versus not rock. It's obviously the rock and roll Hall of Fame has nothing to do with rock music anymore. I don't think it ever was. There's a lot of folk artists kept getting in there, but um, I, you know, we'll, we'll squash that debate now. Yes, it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that's not what it means. We'll just leave that at that. And we can debate that till the cows come home. So in terms of, but in terms of influence. Uh, bands that influenced, like they're not just good bands, but they had a, a dramatic influence on their peers and other bands followed in their wake. So there was a lot of bands that looked and sounded like Depeche Mode after they came out. So they inspired, you know, a revolution in music. And right. I can't I think, deny that. I think that. that's more. I, th- I think the rock and roll portion is just just something to slap onto the title. I don't think it's an actual rock and roll. They, they should have like a music hall of fame. That way it kind of covers all the genres. Yeah. But maybe, maybe that name was taken, so they had to use rock and roll. <laughs> kind of hard to say. Uh, now the second one yep. is the Doobie Runners. All right. And, we, uh, we have some they're history definitely, here. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely... They would definitely qualify, in my mind, to be on this list. Uh, I would have thought, like you said, you said they were nominated before, but 
Uh, they're, they're finally making it to the Hall of Fame, and it's, it's, it's a both bloody time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I Now, you know, whether you like them or don't like them, I know some people don't like them, and I want to get into that in a second, but um, you can't deny their influence, their longevity, uh, how many bar bands cover their songs, um, you know, the bands that sound like them, you know, like, there's, there's no denying in, in my mind. Right. Whether you like them or not, I can't, you know, you can't deny their influence, in my opinion. Well, this is, here's what it says. It says, with their hard-rocking rhythms, dual drummer power. Did yep. they have two drummers? Yes, sir. Oh, Christ. And uh, tight three-part vocal harmonies, which is true. Oh, yeah, the harmonies uh, are great. Yeah. Yep, the Dewey Brothers have been a mainstay of the rock and roll landscape for nearly five decades, and that's true. They, they've been... And the rock and roll landscape longer than, you know, I guess some of these other people that, um, that were just kind of a, you know, I don't know. To, to me, some of these, some of these guys I've never really listened to a whole lot. Yeah. So for me, for me, they're, they're kind of off to the side, flash, you know, flash in the pan type thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, they're good, but it wasn't my type of music. Not yeah. that it wasn't good music and it didn't influence a lot of people. Um, like, for example, I mean, Whitney Houston. I mean, uh, since you're uh, celebrate, celebrated as the greatest singer of her generation, yep. uh, Whitney Houston to compliment to music were unparalleled, which is true. It's yep. true. No, I can't deny um, that, yeah. Yeah, under the Music Hall of Fame, great. Rock and roll, mm, maybe not so much. Not not under that, that title. But there was a million um, copycat clones of of uh, Whitney that came out after like, Whitney. Like, there'd be no Mariah yeah. Carey without Whitney Houston first. Like, you can't deny that. Well, they all came. They all came after her. Yeah, yeah. they all came after her. She, right. She, she kind of paved the way. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. Um, back to the Doobie Brothers. I think the reason that they've got passed over, a hundred percent, and the reason why people may not like the Doobie Brothers, because they just hear what's on the radio, right? People not that familiar with the Doobie Brothers. Sorry, it's bumpy here. I don't know if that's disrupting the audio or not. Nope. No. Okay. Good. So good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Two words why people may, you know, dismiss them. Michael McDonald. Yes. Him, him in itself, like, I'll listen to, I'll go on YouTube and I'll just punch up Michael McDonald and all the songs that he did yeah. were just so, I don't know, they just, they grab you. I don't know if it's the thing grabs your soul or just, just the way he sings and everything. Uh, I mean, I had heard that he had a bit of a, an attitude Yes, um, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, although, well, because their biggest I mean, hits, their, yeah, their biggest commercial hits were were from him, and he he right. came in the band later. Like he wasn't an original member. He, he was not an original member. He came in later. You know, wrote a couple songs, and all of a sudden, like I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm guessing a bit here, but I I feel that you know the record label is like, wow, you know, we got a really big hit single here. And they started pushing Michael McDonald as the lead singer of the band. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, he's getting the acclaim. And the Doobie Brothers are now, you know, the backing band for Michael McDonald. I think there was a lot of that going on. Oh, okay. A lot of egos. <laughs> it's, it's, the same, it's the same deal with Chicago. Peter Cetera joins the band and eventually they let him sing on a song or two. And all of a sudden, they're not doing, you know, the... The progressive rock they were doing, but they're doing pandering, uh, 
um, commercial ballads all of a sudden. Right. And he's the lead singer all of a sudden, but he wasn't before. Right. You know, it's just, I think it's that same scenario, and I think that's why they lose some credibility. That's my opinion. But you, but you like okay. the Michael McDonald songs? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I, mean, I, 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 like, I like. I like. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh no, not at all. Okay. Yeah, it just it just the voice that he has. It just it has a really Taking nice. To the streets. I don't know. He, he, but you know, I, I think I, I kind of lump. I used to think that the Doobie Brothers and um, the Doobie Brothers and Bob Seger were all, were all one and the same when I was younger, and I really did not like Bob Seger. Bob, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, a huge Bob Seger fan. He's okay, but it's not something I would go to see a concert or buy an album. Oh, God, no. no. And those ticket prices are expensive for Bob Seger, you know. Oh, oh I'm sure they are. He's got a they're, band they're of everyone's, Yeah. Everyone, everyone's trying to revive their career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they can't make money uh, selling uh, CDs anymore because no one buys them. Yeah. So they need to put on the concert they to need, get the quan. That's right. So, uh, so quick back to Whitney Houston. I, I can't deny... Uh, you know the influence she had but I will say I despise the influence she has at the same time because all those cookie cutter clones of Whitney Houston drive me nuts Whitney Houston gave us Mariah Carey which I think is uh, which I, I we joked when we were on the Beaver Does Movies podcast we thought one of the horror Christmas movies we were going to watch was the Mariah Carey Christmas special <laughs> like I, I, I cannot stand Mar- the Mariah Carey. That's like saying I'm better than Whitney. Uh, not that I like Whitney that much. I don't mm-hmm. dislike her. I don't like her. I don't. You know, I'm ambivalent. But I do realize the influence she had. But Mariah Carey, I cannot stand. Yeah, it, it's like it's it's the same thing. You know, people that don't like rock music and they complain about rock music. And that complaint they have is, oh, why do they have to have that guitar solo in there? It just kills the song. <laughs> it's the same thing with Mariah Carey because she does solos, vocal solos in her songs. You know, the... <laughs> you know, she's doing all that yeah, shit. Yeah. And it's like... Five off the range. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a solo. And, you know, people that are okay with that are not okay with a guitar solo. And it's the same thing. It's just a different instrument. Oh, everyone's got different tastes. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Next one is Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Um, I want I your, gonna, your two cents on this one for sure. Well, to be honest, uh, Nine Inch Nails was never really in my... Um, my repertoire. Not in my listening... Um, Rotation, I'll say. Not that uh, I remember. I mean, th- there might be some tunes that I'm just not. Uh, there's all kinds. Every every song I look for, it says director's cut. Uh, one says explicit. Yeah, there are most. Yeah, there's a lot of explicit ones. So it's a lot of. I'm just gonna do. A little, just playing the piano. 
Doesn't make sense. He's playing piano? Or someone's covering him on a piano? He's, nope. He's, you're doing, uh, was it live beside you in time? Okay. Yeah, you know what? Like, he, he had an album. That's another one. Yeah, he had an album in the early 2000s that was, uh, it was his big break on radio. Um, well, and I say he, because Nine Inch Nails is really one guy and a rotating band, I think, pretty much. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's Trent Reznor. Now, in terms of, in, like, okay, well, so you don't know this guy from Adam, pretty much. Is that safe to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I mean, just kind of listening to the music sounds familiar, but not something I would have put on my playlist. I'm There's gonna, a lot of uh, electronic drums and stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys that uses not all 99 tracks when he uh, records. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and just layer after layer. Um, uh, Anthony Vallad, uh, diethylamide, pronouncing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I say it wrong every time. Um, I mean, he's never said so, but I can hear lots of Nine Inch Nails in what he's doing. So you're familiar with Anthony's stuff. Yep. Like that's, oh, it, yeah. it's from that yeah. school. Like I would say. Okay. The so, digital. So, yep. Digital music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Loud guitar, electronic drums. Yeah. But no, I mean, Nine Inch Nails have been around for a while. I mean, I've heard the name. Yeah. Ni- you know, uh, 89. For quite a while. 89, 90, something like that. Maybe even older. Says, uh, nine Inch Nails juxtaposes the brutal and delicate chaos and order, nihilistic despair and spiritual rapture. So that, that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and that, I don't those, see rock and roll in there anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, but that's a very accurate no. description. I would agree with that. Now, I I yeah. really like Nine Inch Nails when um, I had their second album, or as Bugamo would say, my second album. Uh, album, album, uh, and it it's it was one of my favorites. Like right away, uh, it also had that song on that album. I think it was that album. It had the song "Hurt" on it uh, that yeah. Johnny Cash covered. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that wasn't. Is that not Johnny Cash's song? Nope. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. news. I didn't. Uh, I thought that was his song. He wrote it because it kind of fit. <laughs> oh, it, like, it, it fits way too well. Wow. Uh, and there was a point where Trent Reznor, uh, I, I don't know if he said he wasn't going to perform that song anymore live, because after Johnny right. redid it, it's like, I can't, it's not my song anymore, it's his. Yeah. yeah like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, it's it's his song. So, yeah. um, but anyway, like, he, that whole industrial, the popularization of industrial music was pretty much thanks to him, but he was that's also right. industrial music. Industrial that's, that's music, yeah. Um, so what he did is he introduced guitar and electronica and merged them together. Because he's got a lot of guitar going on there. He's not. This isn't Depeche Mode, right? This is like, you know, this is like electronic music with very heavy distorted guitar. Um, 
and uh, like multi-tracking like up the wazoo and single man guy it's, it's him in the studio he's laying every track down playing every instrument programming every drum beat or playing drums you know whatever like it's all it's all Trent Reznor it's all him and that DIY or die philosophy of and he would you know do the records himself you know just lock himself in his bedroom and, and record or you know like he was doing all his own stuff so that independent uh, I can make music myself and distribute it myself that a lot of that indie thing was from him you know like you get the punk bands you know starting their own studios and stuff but this you know Trent Reznor was doing it in his bedroom Right. But he's also the guy that I wouldn't say discovered, but made Marilyn Manson famous. Made who? Marilyn Manson. You know Marilyn oh. Manson. Yeah, he made him famous by producing his record that you know went I don't know ten times platinum or whatever the heck it was. His Antichrist superstar phase, where Marilyn Manson oh. became like the you know the most talked about rock guy. That was produced right. by Trent Reznor. You know, so. Like just, oh. just those two things alone, you know, in, influence. Oh yeah, because a lot of industrial got popularized after, after that. You know, you heard of bands like Ministry and Ramstein and you know all those bands. And I really doubt any of those bands could have done it without uh, Nine Inch Nails first. Hmm. Very, very influential, obviously. Yes. So deserving. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the uh, YouTube video that you have the hand that beats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it, probably it has over it has over twenty one million views. Wow! Really? You might know that 338 one. Twenty one million three hundred three hundred three hundred seventy seven, and I'm probably the the, the, the seventh one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I just clicked on it. So, All right. Yeah. Let's so move down the uh, list here. Really. I'm getting close to home. <laughs> okay. The the notorious Big. Biggie Small, a.k.a. the notorious, the notorious big, prophesized his short but impactful career with albums Ready to Die and Life After Death, two of hip-hop's most influential albums. I've got no opinion. <clears throat> <laughs> I know, um, I've heard one song, oh, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wasn't really big on, um, on the hip-hop scene. Um, so I, I'm not too up on all the songs. <clears throat> I'm sure if I heard a couple, I would go, oh, yeah, that's what that is. I know he's a direct influence to Puff Daddy and uh, and people like... Uh, oh, my God, I'm so, I'm so white today. <laughs> Who's married to the Kardashian? I can't remember his current uh, name. He's always got a different name. Different name? Yeah, the guy married to Kim Kardashian. Oh, uh, Kanye West? Yes. Okay. Like, he, in, he influenced, the, you know, that guy. And he influenced, you know, Puff Daddy or P. Diddy or whatever he calls himself. And a whole <laughs> bunch of other artists like that. Right. And influential, yes. But I hate him for it because I really don't like that kind of music. I like my rap more hard-hitting, like N.W.A. and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of the Puff Daddy, you know, the Puff Daddies of the world. So if, yeah. if B.I.G. brought those on, I um, makes me sad. But influential, obviously. Oh, definitely influential. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to see uh, 
uh, women in bikinis and um, um, just you know the, the lavish lifestyle driving hummers and, and convertibles and pools and beaches and you know, the whole thing that's that's their whole yeah that was their whole shtick <laughs> the old once upon a time rock star lifestyle yeah and then uh, and then they and then they both got taken out him uh, uh, the smallest and uh, well, yeah uh, yeah yeah the so, other guy <laughs> Who was also incredibly and, influential, which I've never heard yeah. a single song of his. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we have. Just not. Uh, it's just it's just not in our in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Of what we normally listen yeah, to. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, the next one is T Rex. T Rex. Now T Rex says your T Rex was a rock and roll comet. Okay, so they're under the rock and roll umbrella. Yep. that graced earth and left behind a new rock style that inspired generations of musicians. Yep. Yeah. He popularized glam, um, catchy, poppy rock songs. That was that was him, like, uh, uh, God, 20th Century Boy. Right. That's, I believe that's, uh, I think, God, it's either him or Mark, or Mark Bolin, I can't remember. I always mix those two up. But, I mean, he influenced people from, like, David Bowie to, to Queen to, uh, you know, he influenced all the big heavy hitters. Or right. if the heavy hitters had come out before him, they all emulated him afterwards. So I'm not sure who came first, you know, Bowie or, um, or uh, Queen or whatever. But they were all looking at this kid and like, who the frick is this? Get it on Bang a Gong. I think that's him. Yep, seventy one. Yeah. So you know yeah. he influenced uh, style. No, so not just the music, but style, <laughs> uh, and and mixed with just catchy rock tunes, pop rock. Well, I, well, see the, the way the bands had come, uh, everyone had their, and you could tell by. Pretty much what they're wearing, what era you were you were watching? Yeah. Because yeah. if you watched, like, say, ABBA, when they had, they're all dressed oh, yeah. in white, yeah, or they're all or people they're dressed in these suits, but they have these jackets with no shirt underneath. It's just oh, uh, yeah. here. Look at my well, abs why, and my why, hair. Right? Yeah, why wear a shirt? I mean, come on. Why exactly. would you want a shirt? And this year, and just the video of the T Rex get it on. I mean, if, if, if <laughs> look at what he's wearing. Oh yeah. You get you get green. L bottom pants on. Uh, he's yeah. got he's got a red sports jacket on with some purple shirt underneath with I don't know if it's a cartoon or something. Um, and the bass player's wearing okay, you got the jeans with the patches on the knees. Okay, do you remember you remember that? Oh right? god yeah. I so like that you're patches. actually looking at this picture, this is great. Go on. Yeah, and then he's wearing a shirt, it's like a yellow shirt, but then it's got like a cow you know the cowboy they have the the, the pockets? Yeah. But the pockets are a different color, right? You remember that era? Oh yeah, <laughs> it all yeah. kind of came out oh, with yeah. the big collars and and stuff like uh, like you know, uh, cherry wear wore, I guess that thing. Just just that era, that style. Uh, yeah, and then as you move forward, I mean, they had the long hair, but it wasn't poofy like it did when once it hit the eighties. Once it hit the eighties. It was like back comb the shit out of it or permit one or the other. I, it I don't... looked like a lion's mane. With that? Now, in terms of influence, though, like now that you're you're touching on that mm -hmm. stuff, 
the thing mm-hmm. to keep in mind, there would not have been any hair metal without glam metal. And hair metal came directly from glam metal, and T-Rex popularized the shit out of glam metal. Yeah. Like, that, the glam and all that sort of stuff, that's, it came from, it came from that boy, or he popularized it anyway. Yeah, it was kind of a roadway, and then after, once the 80s hit, it just kind of blew up. Yeah. Like, if you could, you know, if you had a voice that could sing, you know, fairly high, in a high range, you were yeah. pretty much in. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I mean, when, once the first couple bands came out that had that, I was like, okay, well, we have to have a bunch of copycat bands, so then... The whole scene just blew up with hair metal, with all these these guys with their nuts that haven't dropped yet. <laughs> that you know they're singing. Nice. I mean, like Axel or, or you know uh, Coverdale. Um, I'm trying to raise my nuts I mean, so I can so I can do that. I, I can't. I, mean, I can't seem to put it back up. <laughs> I Giddy Lee could do it with you know without any problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, that was just his range. Yep. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's the list, yeah. right? Anyone that's, else? That, that is the list. Uh, it has a... Oh, it talks about John Landau and Irving Azoff. I'm not too sure who they are. Uh, that's sure a special. I think they're behind-the-scenes guys. But we, we can skip over that, I think. But yeah. um, So there was a big whole thing about how uh, the people that were snubbed this year... So with the most, because they have a, a fan. well, you, you'll get that every year. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have what they do. What they added is they added a fan vote, so the fans okay. get to vote who they want in, and sometimes they'll right. give that extra spot to that band. So leading, you think, you sorry, you would you would think that that's where they would get the votes from? Yeah, but no, not at all. Not the music producers and the people, and they're going yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how would the people want? Yeah. So, um, but uh, so they yeah they have that popular vote they call it, and uh, okay. the top of the list was Dave the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, and they had like a really? million they had a million votes for them to be inducted, and they didn't get in at all. I could so, see them getting in. Well, uh, hugely influential. I totally agree. Do I like them? No, not really. But I can under you know I can understand why they're as popular as they are, and they get a loyal following, and they've been around for forever, and you know mm-hmm. like they, they they take off every freaking box. But I think right. for them to snub the Dave Matthews Band, that's on purpose. <laughs> you know, but they also kind of have a rule too: is like we don't want to induct anybody on their first try. Like there's only a, 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 a few artists that have gotten through in the first try, and the ones that get through in the first try, it's like Nirvana got in on the first try, I think. You know, it's bands like of that level where they're they're not just influential; they actually shaped everything. Yeah. You know, so you know nobody gets in on the first try, and that might have been you know yeah we can understand they're influential, but they're not they're not a Nirvana, so they'll get in on the second or third try. <laughs> but yeah, uh, some bands are just uh, steak and potatoes or meat and potatoes. It's like, yeah, that's it's part of the meal. Like that's that they're there. <laughs> the people have been inducted previously. But yeah, like you said, if it's their first try, you never know. It just kind of all depends on <clears throat> on how how influential they are, I guess. Yeah, and how how popular they are. But yeah, if you, if you check up all the boxes, then it's just a matter of. Well, they might make it next year if, yep. if, if they're that uh, inclined to vote. Um, yeah. You know, that many people voted for them. 
Um, some other people that were left out, Pat Benatar was left out. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, that, that one, I'm like, you know what? Uh, influential, yeah. But not, like, she was one of those bands, or she was one of those bands, but I mean, her band, it's her and her husband, they're, they're the songwriting team for Pat Benatar. Um, okay. Uh, good role model, for sure. She, she wasn't a drugger, she wasn't an alcoholic, she just consistently what? put out game-changing songs that, and, and she was able to buck any trend, and I mean, you know, she wasn't as cool as Blondie, or she wasn't, but she lasted longer than Blondie. She wasn't as cool as Madonna, but she lasted longer than Madonna. She wasn't as cool as Hart, but she outlasted Hart. Like, she's kind of like the trooper that, you know, she still was making hits, relevant hits, game-changing hits that right. dealt with, you know, social problems and child abuse and, um, you know, homelessness and like, and still, you know, and was liked by both men and women, like both sides of the audience, like, you know, to, no, that, that, that's, that's a huge snub in my, in no, my they're rocking. Yeah, so the Hall of Fame, are they are they bound to six applicants? They're bound that, to a certain number. I think they have a max they're allowed every year. They never really state what that good. number is, but there is a max they're allowed to get away with. There is a, well, there's there's six this year. Yeah, but they're, so they're, I, they've I, had I can't seven in certain, They've had seven in certain years. Okay. Uh, who else was on the list? I think Soundgarden was on the list. This is their first year eligible. And I think it's oh. one of those. Yeah, they'll they'll get it on the second or third try. How about Joan Jett? Uh, Jet? Already in there? Uh, yeah, she's in there. But the she's run, but the, okay. yeah, but the uh, I believe she's in there. The Runaways are not. That was her band. She had with Lita Ford and uh, Sherry Curry or whatever. Now, if the band isn't together anymore, and now I've dissipated, it's like you see, Lita Ford's got her own thing going on, yeah, yeah. and you know everyone kind of did their own thing after the fact. Now, does that band qualify at all? Like, would it qualify if it was, say, a really uh, influential, you know, band? Oh yeah, for in, sure. In that, in that era. Well, Eric Clapton's in there three times. He's in three there. Three times. Yeah, he's in there for Cream. Okay. He's in there for Eric Clapton, and then um, it's escaping me now. There was the other project he was involved in. Um, so he's actually in there three times. So. Oh. Uh, I think uh, like there's Beatles members that are in there twice. George Harrison's in there, but the Beatles are also in there. And uh, right. Paul McCartney and Lennon are both in there separately, and you know as part of the Beatles. Right. I, th I think they finally put Ringo in as Ringo as well. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw him in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a band that I don't know when they're eligible, but for me. I guess maybe they wouldn't get in yet, but I would love to see the Tragically Hip get in there. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, it's Canadian, so definitely. the Americans might totally miss the point. But in terms of influence, in Canada, I don't care if you're the Beatles. I don't care if you're ACDC. I don't care if you're Van Halen or Kiss or, you know, Nirvana. There is nothing bigger in Canada than, than the Hip. No, oh, they're very, very well. In Canada, anyway, very influential. I, I believe all around the world. I mean, they, they've toured. 
uh, Europe, I'm sure. Yeah, and, they're, and they're the U.S. So I mean, but they may not but, see that as influential, but they shape the Canadian landscape. And they have number one albums over any other artist all the time. Tragically Hip album came out, number one. Doesn't matter if it's Michael Jackson or <laughs> whoever, you're going to get beat beat by Tragically Hip because that's just part of Canadian culture. But, hmm. but anyway, uh, there, there's a few well, others, but I, I was kind of hoping they didn't put Soundgarden in this year because it's like, oh, we're just putting him in because Chris Cornell died, you know? Like, well, I mean, that's the thing a, with, uh, I thought, like, with Whitney Houston, but, but she's, you know, she's passed on, it's been a few years. Yeah, it's now, been a so. few years, yeah, so. But, but she was definitely influential, and, and she definitely deserves to be on, on a top list, rock and roll, maybe not, R&B, yeah, for sure, um, same as, uh, with, uh, with Biggie Smalls, and. But uh, T-Rex is rock and roll. Nine Inch Nails, I guess, would be kind of, you said, yeah, industrial. It's, it's a rock uh, of, of so, yeah. Doobie Brothers, for sure. Yeah. Depeche Mode. No. Yeah, everyone's going to have their own opinions of, of what, like, if you want, like, true rock and roll, like, let's, do they have, I think we did, we discussed so this got, last wait, so we Do got they actually three, have one? So we got three out of six were rock? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, at least it's half. But no, there is not a music hall of fame. There's the Country Hall of Fame. Oh, and one of the big, one of the big, uh, not complaints, but some people are saying, wait a minute, Whitney Houston gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. but she's not rock, but yes, she was influential. And she was influential for singing a song written by someone else. How come that right. someone else is in the Hall of Fame? And I'm like, interesting point. So Dolly Parton wrote that song, as we discussed, you know, in an earlier episode. Mm -hmm. um, I think her influence... If you think about Dolly Parton, influence way beyond country music, that's for sure. Right. You know, like, you know, nine nine to five, Islands in a Stream with Kenny Rogers. You know, like Oh yeah. Maybe She's not if they're letting non rock people in, how come Dolly Parton isn't in there? You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna let someone in who transcended every uh you know, who who steps outside a country, like Johnny Cash makes sense because you know, he was listened to by every walk of life, every style of music. Same thing with Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is, is, you know, not just country. She's not just Western. She's not just, she's everything. She's more a folk singer than anything. That was Tom and Tom. Oh, do they, have, yeah. do they have one? They don't have a Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do they? They have a, it's called a Canadian Hall of Fame, period. Oh, Canadian Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, and Stomp okay. and Tom's definitely in there. So are the hip. So they... So they actually took the rock and roll portion out and actually put it properly where it's just kind of music in general. Yeah, I think they called the to, I, yeah, I think they called the Walk of Fame actually. The Walk of Fame. Yeah, I think so. I think there's like uh it's like the Hollywood uh the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's kind of like that, I think. Right. And yeah. it, and on that one, that like they they put people in if someone deserves to be on there, they put them in there. There's no squabbling, there's no there's none of the BS that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fame does like they should take a, right. a page out of that. Like, I don't know. I don't know who's on the committee. Like, who's like? Is this a band well, of I four think, people? Is I this think, like a whole conglomerate? Is it all the record producers got together and decided to make their own little Hall of Fame uh, thing? That's exactly what it was. It was started by a bunch of music fans that started the right. Hall of Fame, and every year they would do it. And 
they just, it wasn't a ceremony. They just inducted people in and eventually, you know, people's like, Hey, this is pretty cool. And then it became a thing. Right. And then they would actually bring the, 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 the winners in. Like, I don't even think they brought right. the winners in, in the beginning. They were just a bunch of people that liked music. And now the committee members are also members of bands and stuff. I think like Dave Grohl's on the committee now. Um, uh, well, there's a conflict of interest. Like you can't name your own bands. Well, no, no. I think you might have to be in already. Maybe. Oh, okay. Something like that. Well, if you're in already, then yeah, you're, there's no problem. there. Uh, no problem. <laughs> but anyway, I've arrived home. I think we've talked this oh, one, right. uh, well. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see if this recorded. If it didn't, uh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to look into a, a new mixer. Yep. Um, well, yeah, we'll need, we'll need, we'll need, the bed, so. yeah, we need something for the 31st, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll have something before. I'll definitely have something before then. Yeah. I was looking at one today, but it's, it's huge, <laughs> but it's, it's way more functionality and options that I really need. So All I right. might, uh, yeah. All right. We'll see. Okay. Well, All we'll right sign then. off here and we'll uh, see you on the flip side. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye.